if flattering speech is this child that kind of the teenager that comes up to you and and says to you sherry oh mom you're the best mom that i ever i mean i couldn't ask for a better mother than you you are so amazing what, what does the wise mother say at that point what do you want here it comes My name is John, and you're listening to A Word with God, and I'd encourage you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 16 while we now sadly conclude the series that we have on Romans. This is the last This is right. the last episode of Romans that we're doing. Yeah. The Gospel of Jesus Christ was the kind of the title of this series, yeah. and there was a tagline to I'm it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Absolutely right. It only took us how many episodes to get that down? Oh, right? I don't know. We've been going at this since like last fall. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. So now next week, we're going to start a new series. We're going to start in Ruth. So if for some reason you're one of these people that just can't wait to find out the ending, start reading Ruth now. Next mm-hmm. week, we're going to start going through it. But for now, while we're going through Romans, uh, there's some interesting parts that go along here. And, you know, at the end of chapter 16, Paul starts going through and saying, hey, say hi to this person for me and this guy's great mm-hmm. and this person's mm-hmm. great and oh this this one's great yeah. and that one's great and, and it actually sounds like in Romans the nice part is it sounds like he's not only saying hi to people who are Jewish but also pe- yeah. you know the people who were Greek yeah yeah which is kind of nice and what's really amazing is how much he knows about them because mm-hmm. he'll say oh you know oh, this is one of the first guys that came to Christ and this person they've been like they've been faithful forever and so that's it's it's not that he just has a list of names, but he really cares about these people and knows something about them. Yeah. So he, he he has this nice part that he starts with, but then he starts going into warnings for them as well. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is good. I mean, it's, it's a you Paul know, thing. Yeah, it's a Paul thing, right? It's good to have warnings in there. So he yeah. actually says, you know, watch out for dissension. Yeah. Watch out for people who are sort of malcontent yeah, in yeah. the church and now you know and people who are gospers uh-huh. now is this something that we actually have any challenges with today in the church today? <laughs> actually out of this series came a series in the fall that we did t- talked about wolves okay. and uh and yes there uh, uh i have a friend of mine who says that a pastor's job is to feed sheep shoot wolves and figure out who's who well, it's funny you say that because that was part of what I was going to go through in terms of questions. Yeah. You know, it's it's the idea, and Paul says this. He says, you know, we have to defend unity, mm-hmm. and he starts talking about the wolves. He said, you know, you talk about wolves who lead sheep astray, yeah. kill, gnaw, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, I would think that most wolves, interesting enough, I think that most wolves that would be in a church, per se, yeah. probably don't know that they're wolves. Probably not. Like they don't, um, they don't come to church thinking I'm a wolf today and I'm yeah, going to destroy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I've, I've met maybe one or two who 
um, have that mindset, but it's very, very often a wolf thinks that they're a sheep. So question for you, right? Yeah. Gut check for people that would be listening. Are there some areas that they should start looking at? Is it is it based Whoa. on the actions that we're talking yeah. about? So as an example, you know, one of the things that you said here was gossip, uh, you know, complaining, mm-hmm. um, you know, attacks, hindrances, yeah. argument starters. Are the, you know are those areas that we that yeah. people should be looking at? Saying, yeah. "Have I done this?" Yeah, how, and how can they sort of gut yeah. check themselves on it? Actually, in the Wolf series, we go through things that um, that aren't. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a wolf, and uh, because that's kind of the the sheep and wolves clothing thing. Sometimes sheep right. just get messed up on their thinking, uh, like any barnyard animal. Which I mean, chickens and pigs and any. I've seen them where they be, turn on each other and they begin to eat each other. Uh, that's not that's not un, uncommon, and I uh, wish it was not common in the church. But a wolf is self-centered. A wolf is all about getting their way and their thing. Of course, a wolf, if you I mean, boil it right down to it, doesn't have Jesus in their heart, doesn't have the Holy Spirit, doesn't have a new nature. A wolf is acting naturally, right. which is to feed the flesh to feed one's own desires and one's own passions and really to step on anyone or take anyone out who gets in the way of me getting the thing that I want. It, that's a wolf. Hmm. And and wolves are not concerned about other sheep. Wolves, I mean, wolves only have one thought for sheep. Sheep serve one purpose and that's to serve them and to serve them as in to be supper. And so you get a person in the church who, who may try to be professing Jesus, say, well, yeah, of course I'm a Christian, but it's all about that. You watch them. Everyone in the church serves their purposes, serves their thing, serves them getting what they want. And, and, and I tell you, that's a pretty telltale sign that this person uh, doesn't understand love, doesn't understand forbearance, doesn't understand um, I, I love what uh, James McDonald talks about. Love is a me before you attitude. Man, that's hard. And we all struggle with that, but a wolf doesn't struggle with it. Hmm. A wolf, that's their, their, their normal way of operating. Hmm. Me before you. Okay. Me before you. Well, you know what? That's something that we can consider while we're going through yeah. the message right now and uh and and i'd actually say as well if if you think how can i check to see if i'm wolf the other way of looking is to say how can i check to see if i'm a sheep of gods right right so we're going to go through that in the message right now at the end we're uh, we're just wrap things up a bit mm-hmm. triangulation that's where I go to Larry and I say, like, did you, did, 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 you ha- did you have the cookies my mom made the other week at your Bible study? He says, oh, yeah, they were pretty good. And, and, but were they dry? Oh, they were a little dry, but they were still pretty good. And I go to even Larry thinks my mother's cookies suck. That's triangulation. I take, he didn't really say that, did he? You need, and they're not, they're good cookies. Well, she has boughten cookies, and I don't do boughten cookies, but she does make good cookies. Well, I, I, 
But triangulation is when I take something he didn't say and I take his word out of context, out of meaning, and I now triangulate, I now have got, there's three of us. And he's co-opted into it. That's triangulation. That's why you can't listen to a gossip because they'll pull you in and you get tagged with their gossip. And they'll use what you say or don't say in their next round of gossip. That's why you stay away from it. Well, hindrances to teaching. So the first, hindrances to dissension or the hindrance of dissension. Here's the hindrances to teaching. This teaching's for someone else. Wish my sister were here. She has a real problem with that. If she'd have heard that today, it would have done her good to hear. No, no, God wants you to hear it. Other hindrances of teaching. Stubbornness. I know I'm wrong, but I won't admit it. Hell will freeze over before I admit it. Unbelief. I know what Scripture says, but this is the real world. I had somebody tell me that a couple of years ago. Here's what the Bible says you're to do in this instance. I don't care what the Bible says. That's not the real world. I'm going to do what I want. Ouch. This teaching's for someone else. Stubbornness, unbelief, spiritual distractions going on in your life but they're not spiritual. They're distractions that take you away from spiritual things. And spiritual apathy. Spiritual apathy. That comes after not being in the Word of God and being so malnourished. Being so malnourished spiritually that you haven't even got the strength to stand. Verse 18, For such men, and I put down here, and women, are slaves, they're servants, not of our our Lord Jesus Christ. Not of our Lord Christ. They're not followers of Jesus, but of their own appetites, their own desires, their own gluttonies. Actually, that word, it means the womb with the fetus in it. They're growing something. They're pregnant with something. You who create divisions, you who put other people off from following God's word, you've got something growing. They want to hold their own kingdom. They're not into following. They give birth to dissension. They give birth to ignoring Scripture. Their father, Jesus said, was Satan. And by their smooth... I mean, that speech that sounds good, it simulates something good. Oh, I know they've got a good heart, but it's the but that gets in the way. Sounds like you're saying something good, but it isn't something good. And flattering speech, it means thought out and artfully put together to spread poison to those who hear it. If flattering speech is this child, that kind of the teenager that comes up to you and, and says to you, Sherry, oh, mom, you're the best mom that I ever, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better mother than you. You are so amazing. What, what does the wise mother say at that point? What do you want? Flattering speech, smooth words. Those who create dissension, those who divide, those who put people off from following God's word know how to do it so that it doesn't look like they're doing it. 
would love to stir the pot, step back, and then watch the others get into trouble. You ever have one like that? Stir the pot, step back. That's the kind of person this is. They do it in a way they don't get caught. They don't look like they're doing it. Well, you need to find filters. Here's some filters. There's a biblical filter. Is what's being said and what's being done, is it biblical? Does it stand up against the Bible? A relational filter. Has this been my experience with this person? And, you know, my mom's cookies. My experience is that they're good cookies. So if Larry, you know, was getting co-opted in to say that those cookies aren't good, that wouldn't be my experience. Those are, those are good cookies. So a relational filter. What do I know about that person? The truth and time filter. What have I observed in that person's life? Does that sound like that gossip that they're saying about that? Does that sound like that? You know how many people come into my office and say, you know, this is about so-and-so. I was told this, and I'll go, have you ever, have they ever done that to you? Well, no. Oh, why would you just assume that what you've been told is accurate? Oh, because they told me. You need filters. You need to think this through. Credibility filter. The credibility of the one talking to you. Is this just another of a long list of the same kinds of behavior? Chewing people up, because you can bet they'll be chewing you up next. Filters. You need filters in your life. Well, four, because the report of your obedience, your submission... That's the Roman church, and it's in context of Scripture here, has reached to all. Therefore, because it's true, I am rejoicing over you, but I want you to be wise, skilled, an expert in what's good, what's useful. And innocent, I mean, it's, it's of wine that's not been mixed, is what that word innocent is. It's pure. It's not mixed with something. Innocent of what's evil. He's like, don't want any evil mixed up in your life. I want good in your life, not evil in your life. Don't let this go into your life. Verse 20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan, break him to pieces under your feet. You can overcome this thing through the power of God. Satan is the source of the dissension. This thing that was going on in the Roman church, God's able to stop that. God's people in obedience are able to overcome that. In fact, he's saying here that the church fights and divisions that are going on are, are brewed in the pit of hell. There's some people in the church in Rome that wanted to keep that fight going. There were some in the church of Rome who did not want to let it rest, and did not want things to get better, did not want the arguments to stop. In fact, they wanted to divide the church. And I don't know what was at the bottom of it, but in, we know that Satan was at the bottom of it. Hey, Stan. Yeah? Question for you. Where do you go to church on, say, a Sunday morning? <laughs> I, 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 go, I go to the church that... I, I go to 112 Spadina Road West. John, it's the same place you go. I'm just checking. Just have you never sure. seen me there? I have seen you there, but normally like, you're speaking I'm the guy the up front speaking. I know. You did a great job of it, too. So 112 Spadina Road West. And it's Evangel. Community Church. Evangel Community Church, right close to uh, St. Mary's. It's fairly close to there. Kitchener, Ontario. Grab a Tim's. See you there. 
Well, more goodbyes. He's kind of, he's like, Paul's like this. He's kind of, he's kind of, he fades in and fades out. So he's, he's kind of dealt with this thing. Now he's going back to goodbyes. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you as does Lucius and Jason and Sosipater, my kinsman, I, Tertius, uh, who write this letter, greet you in the Lord. So uh, he's an immensus. He's the secretary. Paul's dictating, and this guy's, this dude's writing it down. And he's saying goodbye. Uh, Gaius, uh, host to me and to the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, greets you. Quartus, the brother, uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So that's kind of all the goodbyes. He's worked them all out. Isn't it interesting? Here are all the amazing people in Rome, bang, dealing with the root of the problem, the sliver of the problem, more goodbyes, and then he ends up in a blessing and a prayer. So many people make up the life of a church, defend unity. Here's blessing the church, Paul's prayer. Now, in closing, all that he's wanted to teach them has been said, and it's time to close and pray to him who is able to establish you. Bring stability, strengthen. Did that church need strengthening? Did it need stability? Yeah, it sure did. According to the gospel, in alignment with my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to, in alignment with, the revelation of the mystery. What's the mystery? Do you remember what the mystery was he taught us? That the Gentiles were part of God's kingdom. He's going in this prayer, some preachers do this, when they pray, they kind of pray the message over again. That's what Paul's doing here. According to the revelation of the mystery, which has been kept secret for... Pat, like they, they, It surprised the Jews that the Gentiles were part of God's plan. Verse 26, but now is manifested. It's put on display. And by the Scriptures of the prophets, <laughs> it was in Scripture. They missed it. According to the commandment of the eternal God has been made known, they now know, to all the nations leading to obedience to faith that resulted in believing Gentiles, you and us. We're here today. All because of the obedience of Paul. In verse 27, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be the glory forever. Amen. He's saying this Jew and Gentile mix brings glory to God. The diversity in the church brings glory to God. Nations gathering together to worship brings glory to God. People from different backgrounds, different age groups, different economic stratus, all the peoples of God gathered together brings glory to God that He saves and brings together those from all over the earth, from every corner, from every background. So, here are five things out of today. There's no person in the body who does not have value. Don't you dare ever think that there's a person in the body who does not have value. Don't ever brush them off. Don't ever put them aside. Don't ever put them down. Every person, even to the weakest, even to the newest believer, even to the person in the body who you may say, this person is rather irritating. 
Every person has value in the body. Learn to value all of your brothers and sisters. Some of us are really weird. Get over it. Get over it. Value each other. Number two, because each person in the church is precious to Jesus, and so should be precious to you. We need to have a zero tolerance for those who cause dissension and urge others to not obey Scripture. Titus 3.10 says, Reject a factious man after the first and second warnings. That means if you are a devourer, biter, arguer, slanderer, gossip, you get two shots at it. And then you're rejected. Shepherds are to guard sheep from wolves. And a person that causes dissension and encourages people not to obey the Bible are wolves. As elders, we've sucked at that. We've been trying to learn. It's hard to know. It's hard to discern when there's a wolf there. But we're getting better at it. We have to because wolves devour sheep. They put people off of the gospel. And how many people do you know say, you know, I was part of a church, but there was a big fight and a big split, and I'm so done with that because churches are, all they do is fight. That's got to end. There's a lot of sheep out there with two legs missing, hobbling around, and blood still flowing. And that has to end. Put down here, there's one enemy of the church, it's Satan. All dissension and hindrances to following Jesus comes ultimately from him and those who are his servants. If you're the guy, if you're the guy that can't let something go, if you're the guy stirring things up, if you're the guy who gossips, if you're the guy who pulls the scabs off of wounds, you're a servant of Satan. That's what Paul says. It's not my thing, that's Paul. And he's speaking under inspiration of Scripture. But then you have another master, and you should have nothing to do with anyone who wants to try and beat up the church. You have another master. There are some people, and it really amazes me, there are people who have been in the church, our church, other churches, who literally cut people to pieces and there's still people in the body that keep up friendships with them. Well, I know you hacked up Myrtle, but I'm just going to trust that you're going to be nice to me. Is there something wrong in your heart? Or as one person said, it's like sleeping with a snake. You never know when it's going to bite you. That'd be a warning to you. That'd be a warning to you. If you've seen a person chew up sheep in the body, if you've seen a peace person be a gossip, a slanderer, 
an argument starter, a person who causes divisions in the body, and you're part of their circle, you're next. It's only a matter of time. Wise up. Wise up. Okay. Actually, John, oh, yeah. you were saying. Yeah, like I've, I've been chewing on this just like you said to do. Yeah. And, um, and I would say that here's the check to see if I'm a sheep. Jesus said it and John said it. Okay. By this you will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. And John goes on to say those who walk in obedience are those who who are disciples. And it's okay. really an interesting. Bonhoeffer really talked a lot about that. Those who, who are walking in obedience, there's, there's the proof that's in the pudding. Do I have a transformed life? Not that is it transformed, is it being transformed? In an obedience is that big thing. Both Jesus and John go down that road. Don't, don't say that you're my disciple if you do not do the things that I tell you to do. Well, that'd be based on a lot of times the actions that you're that are coming from you, right? Yeah. The actions and the words that yeah. are coming out of your mouth, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Well, and part part of like I said, part of the interesting part uh, that you mentioned in here was, um, you know, watch out for dissension, for argument starters, mm-hmm. hindrances. And what I was thinking is that is that if you're doing the opposite of these things, yeah, that's an, that's part of the actions, yeah. right? So, say as an example, if you're talking about gossip. Instead of having gossip, gossip, you're having truth. Yeah, you're telling the truth. You're getting to the, right. you're getting to the truth of it. And and, and like I said, the, the idea of positive yeah. gossip, talking yeah. good about people right. behind their back. The idea of protecting them, not exposing them. Yeah. So now there's there's um there's a, a neat system that I heard of before that's called the retinal activating system. And I know it's it sounded cool when I heard yeah, about it. Yeah. But the idea is that if you were thinking about buying a truck, mm-hmm. all of a sudden all you see are those pickup trucks. Sure, sure. Think about buying a house. Wow, I can't believe yeah. how many houses for sale. I never knew there were this many yeah. houses because yeah. you're now thinking about yeah. it. A red GMC Sierra. All I start to see is red GMC Sierras. That seems like something that you've thought of once in, yes. once in a while. Um, so the question is, if all of a sudden we're thinking about wolves, are there telltale signs that we should be looking at in a church? And I guess it's dissension. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, you know what? Thanks for joining us. And again, thanks for joining us through the entire series of Romans. We've been going through it, like I said, for a while. Yes. Uh, as we as we just found out recently. Yeah. And next week, we're going to go through a new series. So as I mentioned to you, get ready to start re- uh, reading for that one. That's in Ruth that we're going to start with. Mm-hmm. And it's a great story of um, redemption and really listening to God and yeah. having friends. It's a friendship story. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this evening. And again, we're going to continue going through next week. Sorry, next week, we're not continuing. We're starting a new series called Ruth. Right. So we look forward to you joining us for that. And as always, remember, don't end your day without a word with God. Your word, oh God, your word to me, making me all.